Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. You know, visiting those in the hospital, uh, pastors do that quite often. In the nursing homes, they do that quite often. But there are some who have a ministry visiting those that are incarcerated, those in prison. Matter of fact, this radio network ministers to several, I'd say several hundreds of people who have been incarcerated for different reasons, and we're able to visit them by radio. But it is sure exciting when someone makes it a part of their ministry where they put skin in the game and they go and they're a part of a ministry to those that are in prison, those that are imprisoned by choices that they've made. And so today we're going to interview someone who that's basically their ministry because they were imprisoned with drugs and and alcohol. By the way, Nathan Harper, our co-host, Nathan, Jesus said something about visiting those that are in prison. Mm -hmm. Does that mean Jesus didn't throw away anyone? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of people in the society what we would call the New Testament times, Jesus' times, that were neglected and forgotten, pushed aside, marginalized. There were groups of people. And it seemed like Jesus did a lot of work with those people. Those people on the margins. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but also even today, a large group of people that tend to be forgotten and marginalized are people that are incarcerated, people that are in prison and jail and Typically, they tend to be forgotten a lot of times, and God's heart is for those people. God has not forgotten them. And so Jesus, through his word, he's telling his people, the church, to also remember them, but also to put action with it, visit them. And Jesus himself, in, in Luke 4, he talks about, he kind of is giving his mission statement. You know, part of that, he's, he's quoting from Isaiah, but he says uh, that God has sent him to proclaim liberty or freedom to the captives. Now, that means spiritually, obviously, but even it means in a, in a practical sense. And he, then he goes on to say, to set at liberty or to set free those who are oppressed. So part of Jesus' overall mission is to set people free from what is oppressing them, what is holding them captive. Some of the people I've talked to have, who have been incarcerated, they said we were set free while we were imprisoned. Yeah. And it's, and matter of fact, I guess you could call Paul the apostle a jailbird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he spent time in jail. Yeah, a lot of the New Testament letters, the books that we read, were written by Paul while he was locked up in jail. And this is not about this, but I just want to make a reference to it. We got a lot of brothers and sisters in Christ in the world who are in prison today yeah. because of their faith. And uh, they're really living the book of Acts. People say, why can't we get back to the book of Acts? Do you really want to? Uh, there are there are countries 
they're living it out and by their faith and they're being persecuted. They are being imprisoned because of their walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. But here today, we're going to interview Rodney Williams, who's been with us before. And Rodney visits these jails. He also visits rehab centers and tells his story. This is really does have an identity ministry. Now, you can those of us who have not been incarcerated for different reasons, yes, we minister and we should, but those who have a story of being there, having done that, and now being set free, seem like their message is readily received quicker than those that, oh, you don't know, you don't know what it's like. It carries weight, just like this, you know, we've talked about this before, of how we're comforted in our distress. And so that we can give that comfort that we received to others who are in distress. And so it, it, it speaks in a more weighty way when our experiences match up with somebody else's experiences. And when, they, when people can say, hey, God brought me through this, he can bring you through this as well. You know, one of the ministries that churches are involved in, and we've been involved in it, is Celebrate Recovery which is for those that are in addictions, but some of those that are in Celebrate Recovery, they've come from being incarcerated for either a short period of time. Some of them's coming from the rehab where they spent three months, even some nine months program, a year program. And so these ministries are real and they're making a difference in the world and in the church. So churches need to look out from their position and see what they need to do. And chances are there's someone in their congregation that <laughs> is, quote, equipped because of their past to relate to these people. Yeah. God doesn't waste anything, so he doesn't no. want anybody. If you're listening, you say, well, God can't use me. I'm a former, quote, I was, I was in, incarcerated. I'm a former drug addict. Man, you're a prime candidate for God to use in a great way, aren't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. If, if you've been redeemed, you've been redeemed for a purpose, remember the pit that you were in, and take that those memories, take the, that experience, take the things you've learned, and go find people who are in the same kind of pit, and, and help them. Uh, that doesn't mean you get down in the pit with them again, but it means you help them. You you say how Jesus came to you where where you were. In the rehab centers, there's many of them, and. Uh... I don't care if it's Christ-centered or just let's, you know, help you identify what's causing you to be there. A person will probably stay in that pit until they're ready to get out. Mm-hmm. But then God's ready to to bring them out of that pit. Uh, isn't that a beautiful story? He, he brought you out of a pit, out of the miry clay, and set your feet on a rock. And then the rest of that says, and he put a new song in your heart. Would you say... After you've done that, you march by a different drummer. Yeah, that's right. You have a, a different uh, tune that you're, that you're singing. And, and this is what we want you to understand, that if you have that in your past, uh, what an opportunity it is for God to use you, what an opportunity it is for you to visit those that are incarcerated. Uh, on the other radio program that I'm privileged to do, Exploring the Word, we have many times people call in their chaplains, uh, at a local jail, or they go into a to a prison somewhere where they are are ministering, 
And a lot of these are a lot of these men who are incarcerated are are taking Bible classes and learning more and more about Christ. Those that are in the rehab centers, Nathan, they're there and they have men that come in, women who come in all the time, share the word of God. And it really, the word of God is able to set them free through the power of the Holy Spirit. In a prison, in a a rehab facility, or even just people that are imprisoned by sin or addicted in some, some way, and maybe they haven't gotten to the point where they're at bottom yet. Regardless, we're all looking for hope. We're all looking for that freedom. And only Jesus can provide that. And we're going to hear the story of a man who has been set free, and his desire is to help others be set free by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today on Exploring Missions, our guest is Rodney Williams. Now, if you've heard that name before, he was on Exploring Missions a few years ago. Yes, sir. But he is in the neighborhood, and we invited him back. Rodney, it's good to have you, brother. Glad to be here, sir. And uh, I'm thankful for you. What brings you to Northeast Mississippi? Uh, We are down here ministering. We've been in... uh Several jails, Union County Jail, Lee County Jail, being Itawamba County Jail today, and uh, speaking in the schools and uh, uh, rehabs and different places, just trying to share Jesus, show people how to be set free from addiction. How did you get involved in this, Rodney? Now, the, the ministry is called Club Meth to Christ, so there's got to be a story behind that. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, after 20-something years of drug addiction, my whole life centered around it, in and out of jail, my life was a wreck. Uh, June 19, 2002, cooking methamphetamines, fumes had built up, spark went off the heat lamp, and the whole trailer ignited in flames, and I had the door bolted down because of fear and paranoia, and I began to unlock the doors and run out with second, you know, second, third degree burns, and that night on the way to the hospital, I'd been in and out of jail, I, I believed in God, you know, I always tell people you believe in God, you know, that's good, but also the devil does, you know, but... And they tremble. Yeah, they tremble, that's right, but... uh I never wanted to give my life to the Lord. I, I wanted to live like hell and go to heaven. That was kind of my philosophy, but uh, God does not operate that way. But that night on the way to the hospital, I was broken, and I, I turned to Jesus Christ with my whole heart and cried out, Jesus, you can take my eye, ear, whatever you want, whatever's left, I'm going to serve you. And I made an unconditional surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ that night, and that's when God heard me, and that's when I become uh, born again, a child of God. You know, and, and God gave me a new destination. I was on my way to hell, and I'm on my on my way to heaven, give me new identification. I was a addict, a liar, a thief, uh, an alcoholic, and that night I became the righteousness of Jesus Christ, became a child of God, and, and my whole life began to change. 17 years ago, and you hadn't got over it yet? No, man. I'm still, you, you know, it's not wearing off? No, I'm excited about it. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's what I tell people. Uh, you know, the reason you know my, my profession was real, because here 17 and a half years later, I'm still serving Jesus, you know? Amen. And, uh, he who started a good work in us will complete it, Rodney. Yes, yes sir. I mean, he's he's just completing the work. You know, you, there's this children's song, He's Not Through With Me Yet. Yes, sir. And, uh, and it goes on, he's still working on me. Yes, sir. I don't know about you, but he's still working on me. I, I find those areas in my life, I say, Lord, I thought, and have you noticed they creep back in if you do not discipline your life? Yes, yes, yes. I always tell people I'm not where I want to be, but I ain't where I used to be. 17 and a half years ago, you know, God's brought me a long way, but I'm still a work in progress and he's continuously working on me, but, uh, daily disciplining your body, crucifying the flesh and allowing the Holy spirit to, to have uh, complete access, uh, to feel you daily and, uh, to lead you and guide you every step of the way. 
One more thing about this and others who are listening. The Bible talks about being a horrible pit, miry clay. Yes, sir. I This is observing now. Yeah. From all sin leads you to that. But these addictive sins. Yes, sir. And, and you use the word fear and paranoia. Yes. That's, I've seen that again and again and again. And what did God do with your fear and paranoia? Well, as I got in God's word, God took it away. And uh, 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of sound mind. It was taken away because I'd been under control of the demonic influence. But now, as you give full access to the Holy Spirit, you know, that fear dissipates. It disappears and when you walk in the fullness of the Spirit, you walk in the power of God and the joy, the peace, the love uh, that God designed us for. You spend more time on talking about what he's done than what you had done. <laughs> That's a good testimony. Yes, sir. You know, so sometimes they spend more time talking about what it was rather yeah. than what it is. Yes. yes. I, I love to hear what it is. Yes, yes sir. We, we, sh- we should glance back and gaze forward. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. Uh, we don't live our lives driving looking in the rearview mirror. Yes. Now, we have to glance at it, yes. and we praise God. There's this song that goes, uh, you know, where he's brought me from and where I could have been. Yes, Roll sir. back the curtain of memory. Yes, sir. Yes, I praise God. You'd probably be dead today if you hadn't have. I mean, hearing what you just said about your life, if Christ hadn't, if you hadn't been saved, you'd probably be dead. Yes, sir. Was there's, that no, a, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Wow. I was, I was, uh, it was, you were headed that way? I was headed that way. And Christ came in, and so you, you started... I mean, immediately sounded like it didn't take you long to say, hey, I've got to share this. Yes, yes. God was speaking to me to write a book. And, uh, and of course, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. But God, you know, I prayed, and God began to lay it out, what he wanted me to write. And we wrote the book, Club Meth to Christ. And we do prison ministry with them across the nation and, and just give them out free uh, to people who are in bondage. And, and God has set so many people free and uh, has used it as a, as a tool and as a vessel. Yes, sir. Here on the AFR, a lot of those that are incarcerated get to listen to the radio. Awesome. And the other program that we do, Exploring the Word, we hear from them quite often, uh, people who have who are in prison, and they've been set free in prison. Yes, sir. You got set free before you got there, and you've yes, been sir. in jail, but not prison? Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. And we, we have uh, we've sent out thousands and thousands of books to the prisons and jails, and we have uh, over 5,000 letters from prisons and jails across the nation where— They've written me and uh, shared their testimonies, what God's done in their life. And uh, and it's awesome just to uh, be a part of that. Well, God that hasn't wasted anything. According to what he says in the book of Romans eight twenty eight. God, he takes those things and causes all things to work for good. Only he's the one that could take your past that was sorted, bad, yeah. and now he's using it as a tool for relationship to be able to tell people, I know where you've been, yes. I know where you are? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The, You know, the uh, fallen man, fallen world, we all have hurts and issues. I was molested as a kid and a lot of bit different things. As I deal with people out there ministering, they've had hurts, they've got issues, there's molestations, there's all kind of different hurts and issues. And the alcohol and drugs becomes the solution, you know. Yeah. Of course, it's like uh, having an infection. Start putting Band-Aids on infection, you know. The infection continues to grow. It takes more Band-Aids, took more alcohol, more drugs. They're trying to bring you back to this numbness, this feeling. But it never took care of the issue. It never satisfied you, you know. And, of course, Jesus is the only one that can do that, you know. Okay. Going into the prisons, uh, do you start with the, the like, a state prison, a jail uh, how, how do you how do you go about uh, saying, hey, I want to come? Do they open the doors? Well, uh, the uh, 
a lot of people I get invites to go into the different places, you know, and, and different people I've been around for a while now, like 17 and a half years, but a lot of people invite me in, a lot of ministries uh, bring me in there and, and, and allow me to go in and, and uh, minister to the different prisons or jails or wherever I go. And if I get invited to uh, speak somewhere, I'll ask them if there's any jails, any ministries going on there, and then get me more places to speak. I don't want to set up in a hotel room when I go somewhere. I want to be speaking. I want to be sharing Jesus, uh, sharing this truth that I know uh, how people can be set free. Yeah. Well, let's, some people may be listening and have to turn the radio off. So how we got a guy out there. They say, man, I want to get in touch with Rodney and him come to our town, our jail, our county. How can they get in touch with you, Rodney? Uh, you can go to our website, Club Meth to Christ, one word, dot com, and, uh, and everything's on there, the information, and you can go to books, and we've got my email on there, and uh, we'll send you a free book. All you do got to do is email me and tell me you want a free book and send me your address, and we'll put them in the mail. That's Club Meth, C-L-U-B-M-E-T-H, to Christ, T-O-C-H-R-I-S-T, dot com, yes, dot sir. com. Yes, and sir. it's all lowercase, so uh, give give Rodney a, a contact. Let him yes, come. Sir. Okay, recently, though, you've written a new book, Once an Addict, Now Free. Yes, sir. What brought this book about? Well, I just uh, wanted, wanted the foundation. I want to show scripturally where addiction comes from, and addiction is really a worship disorder. Fallen man, fallen world. We've been separated from the presence of God. Uh, we've got hurts. We've got pains. We've got issues. We're broken. And being brought back into the presence of God, bring back to just worship God and God alone, you know, and uh, the— uh, and the secular world, you know, tells us that we are once an addict, always an addict. And and guess what? I show where that is true under the endemic nature we all possess. You know, Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians ten four and five says, "For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing it to captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ." It begins with an imagination. Imagination comes to thought. Thought comes to choice. Choice comes in action. Action becomes a habit. It could be a good habit like reading your Bible the next 60 days, bad habit, drinking alcohol, doing drugs the next 60 days. As long as it's a habit, a strong enough motivation, you can break it with the endemic nature. But we also have a spiritual enemy out there, a repeated area of failure which becomes demonically enforces a stronghold, and you cannot break it with the endemic nature. That's why once an addict, always an addict is true. But the Bible teaches us, Colossians 2.14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross and having spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly triumphing over within it. When you're born again, child of God, you have the power now through Christ to live a victorious life, to break down these strongholds and walk in freedom, to walk in victory. So it's a deliverance? It's a deliverance through Christ Jesus. You know, you, you don't have the power within you in the without Christ. You know, we need Christ. The, he's already won the victory through the death, the burial, the resurrection. And uh, we can walk in that victory because we're in Christ. It is in cooperation with him. Yes, sir. There's got to be a surrender. Yes, sir. Complete surrender. There has to be. Yes, sir. Uh, For that guy that's just waiting, okay, God, here I am, but there's no seeking uh, because the Bible talks about seek after me. Yes. There's got to be a desire within a person uh, to say there's something better uh, there's something needed in my life. Uh, that person, it's just okay. Like you said, uh, you wanted to live like the devil, but go to heaven. Yeah. Okay. I don't operate like that. that. So we're, you're not running an insurance business here, are you? You're not <laughs> telling them, okay, yeah. no matter how you live. Yes. But it's deliverance yes. from and deliverance to. Uh, yes. Have you talked to some people that 
kind of they wanted to be delivered from but not delivered to yes all the time you know and uh and that's what i tell him you know uh you know and someone who's truly born again born of the spirit you know you're free legalistically free you know yeah but be free indeed which is experientially you got to press into god and come into that intimate relationship with him and uh, begin to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. Begin to walk by faith and not by sight. And, and come into the intimate presence of God through his spirit. And yet that's where you, the joy, the peace, the love begins to flow in your life. That's where God designed us. And that's where you're truly looking for in the drugs and the alcohol, which is a bad substitute of what God wants to give you. You know, they, they used to call alcohol spirits. Yes, yes. So you're giving up the spirits yes. or the spirit? Yes, sir, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. He does come. The Bible makes it plain, walking in yes. the spirit, uh, not in the flesh. Yes. So what you're talking about, those, again, I'm not, don't hear me knocking AA and NA. I, I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. But it does not necessarily replace what we're talking about. Yes. We're talking that they're, they're talking about deliverance from, but they're not necessarily talking about deliverance yes. to. And that's that's a big difference, isn't it, Roger? Yes. Second uh, Corinthians 3, 17 says, For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Uh, every other spirit, like the spirit of alcohol, spirit of methamphetamines, these different things, brings you into bondage. The spirit of fear brings you into bondage. But God wants you to be filled with his spirit, the Holy Spirit, which is a spirit of freedom, and you can walk in that freedom and live the, the way God designed us to live. The people you are ministering to now, in the jails, uh, are they ready for that message? Are they receiving it? Uh, some, uh, some, yes. It's kind of yes. like the Book of Acts when Paul would go to the synagogue and preach. Here's here's what would happen: yes. some would be believe immediately. Yes. Some would walk out and say, "I'm not going to have anything to do with it." And others say, "I want to hear a little bit more." Is that still yes. what's going on today? That is still what's going on today. And uh, I always tell people, we're looking for that one. You know what I'm saying? We're going to preach the gospel. We do street ministry. Uh, in New Orleans, we go to street ministry in Atlanta and different places. Uh, and uh, I, say, I always tell people, I say, we're looking for that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Most are not ready to receive this, but the, we're looking for that one who is, you know, and ready to surrender their life to Christ. And, and that's the one that's walking out of there in freedom, you know. When you get into the schools, what do you do? Well, we just go in there and uh, just tell them the truth about the drugs and alcohol and the different things and, and, and share who can set you free, you know. And, Are schools uh, open to that? Well, some are, some not. It's gotten it's gotten hard to get into the schools, but uh, they still allow us to go in there. And uh, there's some stipulations we got to go by sometimes, but we do never we never compromise the word. Well, when you do that, uh, it's in Christ. It's in His power and His strength. Yes, sir. But yet God opens doors, and you go through the doors that He opens. Uh, sometimes you can't. Get, it's kind of like the guy. I don't know if you've heard this story or not. There's this. Uh, ice storm came up, and this is years and years ago. And the only two that showed up was the preacher and the guy who built the fire. Mm. And the preacher said to the guy who built the fire, said, "Well, it's just you and me. What do you think?" And he said, "Well, if you had a, you know, some cows and only one come up, would you feed it?" Said, "Yes." He said, "Well, I need to be fed." <laughs> so the preacher got up there and laid it on him, laid it on him. Man went on and on. So at the door, he said, "He said, preacher." He said, "Yeah." He said. If only one cow came up, would you fill them the whole load? <laughs> so sometimes you may not be able to fill the whole load, but yes, yet sir. you can do it without compromise. Yes, and, and really, that's creativity. Yes, the book of Daniel talks about it. You know, yes, uh, when they told Daniel, you can't do this, he said, well, you can't, can't do this, but what about this? He came up with a creative alternative yes, that honored God and yes, didn't sir. deny it. Yes, sir. So there's there's ways to do that, yes, isn't it, Rodney? Yes, sir. And we need to be 
ready to see them. God will lead us in it because people need hope today, don't they? Yes, sir, they do. Are the are the men that's in prison, are they the, the most of them that come hopeless at that point in time? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, a lot are. You know, you find different ones, just like on the streets. You know, you uh, find different people in different phases, you know, and uh, – some are some are ready and some are not. You know what I'm saying? Some are comfortable in their mess. You know, and yeah. uh, they, they, they it's familiar. Yes, it's exactly. They uh, we we have a tendency to want the familiar, no matter what the familiar yes, is. Yes, yes. I, I I just man. So if you can change the familiar, and really that's what you're talking about. I, I just now connected this. Think about it. You were talking about a man coming to Christ or a woman coming to Christ, and how they they come to know Him and they spend time with him, there's accountability with others in prayer, memorization, and meditation yes. upon God's Word. Yes. That becomes familiar. And so when the tough time comes, if that becomes a part of your brain, uh, you know, the pathways into your brain, uh, it becomes real to you. And that's what you turn to. And you don't turn back to the alcohol. You don't have to turn back to the drugs. Yes. If yes. you can put that in your brain. I, I'm saying that. Is that yes. Does it yes, work that exactly. way? And, I always uh, give an example of a relationship. You know, this you always put the uh, the the woman puts on a good front, her best her best behavior, her best looks, and everything. And then you get in this relationship, then you see the real her. You know, she cheats on you, she lies on you, uh, she takes your money. It's, it's oh, a bad man. relationship, and you can move from that relationship, but you're one with her, you're in love with her, and you move across the country. But if you get you know have the opportunity to get close to her again, you're going to return to her. You know, saying it. But what you need is a new relationship, and that relationship's Christ. The other relationship was the addiction. And it's kind of awkward to start off with, but as you grow in this relationship, as you press in, you realize that how good God is, and he satisfies you, and he completes you in every way that you need it. And, uh, and, and then you grow in that relationship, and then you don't think about the old girlfriend, the old relationship, the addiction anymore. You're satisfied in him. And that's kind of a picture of addiction, being free from addiction, you know. So let's make sure everybody has this. They can get in touch with you at Club Meth to Christ. Dot com. Yes, sir. That's all one, uh, no no dashes or anything between okay. it. Club, C-L-U-B-M-E-T-H-2-T-O-Christ.com. Yes. And can they order these books? They can They can send me an email and, uh, I'll, and send me their address, and I will send them a free book. Both books. I'll send both books to them free. If you have someone in prison, jail, send me a full uh, email, me the full address, AIS number, whatever it takes to get the books in there. And like I said, we do prison ministry across the nation. We send out these books free of charge, you know. Uh, and, there, of course, there's a place you can make a donation if you want to, but we, we offer them free. Everywhere we go, we offer them free, you know. And the second book, Once an Addict, Now Free. How long how's long has this been out now? It's been out about six months now. We just ordered order our second 10,000 books, which will put us at 20,000. We've done 70,000 of the over 70,000 of the first book. So when this these books come in, that'll be over 90,000 books that we've printed and and uh, and we're going to pump them out there and, and, and keep boarding them and keep putting them out there until God tells us to quit. Rodney, God's changed your life, hasn't yes, he? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Brought you from the very pit to the very pinnacle. Yes, sir. Of serving him. Well, brother, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for allowing me to come, Bert. We appreciate it. Today on Exploring Missions, you've gotten to hear a testimony about God's deliverance that he has done in Rodney Williams' life. The great part is... God is still in the deliverance ministry. He can deliver you. And here on Exploring Missions, that's what we want you to know, that through Christ Jesus, he gives you life, and it's an abundant life, and it's a life worth living. Would you repent? Trust him. 
Ask Him to be Lord of your life. Thank you again for listening to Exploring Missions. Thank you.